Welcome back to Let's Get Mary, the wedding and event podcast from brides who've been through it all and the founder of Mary, a day of coordination company. Sam. Mia. How's it going? It's going. How are you? Pretty good. It's a little spooky outside right now. It's definitely feeling the, the fall vibes. It is. Yeah. It definitely is. So what are you up to this weekend? So this weekend, speaking of fall, I am going to... The MGK concert, and I could not be more excited. I didn't know you were so into him. I was a fellow Warped Tour kid, and mm. so as soon as he went to like this pop, this punk pop vibe, I'm all about it. And my elder emo is really coming out, <laughs> and it's just maybe I'll see Megan Fox, maybe Travis Barker will be there. World is my oyster this oh my weekend. God. Was he in like a different band before, or was he just always on his own? He was always on his own, but he was like rapping and I think he had like this big thing with like Eminem which kind of made him like oh like kind of put like spotlight on him a little bit I don't know but I'm all for the punk version of MGK that's so funny you know when songs like Warp Tour vibe came on at my wedding I like dashed and I tried to find you and then we like danced to those songs together literally (laughs) like I and it's funny because people don't necessarily peg me for that but I'm like I'm all about it. Yeah, totally. My jam. What That's are you doing so this fun. weekend? I am laying low. We have lots of wedding co- weddings coming up, so prepping for that. Um, but yeah, nothing as exciting as you. Didn't you say that you planned like something for everyone? I did. Um, so, going on your trip this so weekend. So all of, I feel like the friends and like Joel, like everybody's entertaining me with MGK. Like I don't think <laughs> that they're like dying to go. Right. So I definitely plan something for everyone when we're going. So we're staying in Foxwoods. Um, so the casino obviously will be a favorite amongst the crowd. And then we've got um, a winery or a vineyard, I should say. Um, we did a little top golf. We've got some tequila, mezcal tastings, followed by, uh, I think there's a McAllen bar. Basically, we're going to have a time. Nice. Yeah. That sounds really fun. Yeah. That's what in um, episode two when we were talking about how we went to Foxwoods after our friend's wedding right. that was coordinated by Mary, not my by myself though. Um, we had so much fun there. Right. I've never been. So really? I'm really excited. So yeah. fun. And you're in the area of where my bachelorette was, right? I am. I think we're actually going to one of the vineyards that we went to. Oh, so fun. We'll get into all of that at some point. Yes, absolutely. I love it. But first, Sam, what are we drinking? Okay, so today, I'm on a fig kick lately, so we are drinking a fig dark and stormy. So kind of going with this mood, I feel like. It's like the perfect <laughs> It is. So basically, this is one tablespoon fig preserves, three ounces ginger beer, two ounces of your favorite dark rum, and then fresh figs and thyme as a varnish. Love it. I would say that, did we do a... Dark and Stormy, like a traditional one last season? I don't think we did. People are very much into these. Yeah. I, I like this because it's a it's like a seasonal twist on it. Mm-hmm. I like it. And I like your use of figs. My papa used to grow fig trees and he was all about the figs at all I times. Figs. That's so funny. I'm like not a big fig person, but this is pretty good. I like it. Alrighty, so episode five. Five. All right, so this is Unbelievable Wedding Traditions, volume two. If you didn't listen, go back to our first season where we did a first go at this and we brought interesting 
absurd, bizarre traditions that people do surrounding weddings um, in different cultures and different eras. Um, we brought those to the table to each other and tried to to top each other um, in their ri- ridiculous or unbelievable nature. And it was funny. I was listening to that one again this week, and we paused at one point to go, this is not like making fun of anything no, at no. all. It's more so like, okay, we feel so kind of set in the traditions that we love. And, you know, we had the controversial wedding opinion episode early last season. Like we are very strong in our opinions, but it's also so cool to take a step back and go, okay, what are different cultures that people are, um, that are rooted in different wedding traditions. And, um, also then we take a step back and look at, okay, what are we doing that other cultures or other countries go, what the heck are Americans doing for weddings, right? Because it's like such a blend of different cultures here. Um, But I think this can be really interesting. And we just have like very cryptic notes in our shared notes. So I'm like very (laughs) curious what you have. But I will let you kick us off with your first one. Okay. So the first one, I'm kind of kicking over to the Scandinavians, you know, got to do Joel some justice. Your in-law people. Yes. So... Um, in Norway, they have a tradition where this, there's this sound from little charms. So basically, one Norwegian tradition states that the bride is to wear an ornate silver or gold crown that has little charms dangling around it. So basically, the, the thought premise around this, again, evil spirits here. Oh, right. When she moves, it's that little tinkling, trinkling sound mm. is supposed to deflect these quote-unquote evil spirits. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. And do the specific charms, do we know, do they represent specific things or was it just this decorative thing she I wore? I think it's just this decorative thing that's supposed to have like some kind of dangly pieces that'll make some noise against huh. each other when she moves. Interesting. Yes. You know, I do have to say, I feel like you are always in like jewelry that is making a little bit of noise. So maybe you're keeping your yeah, your evil spirits away. Potentially, yes. <laughs> Love it. All right. Let's see. Okay. So my first one is the Welsh love spoon. Okay. So as a gift to show your romantic intent in dating back to the 17th century, uh, people would carve these intricate designs in wooden spoons and you would gift those to people. It would show the skill of the carver and it was often given to a young woman by her suitor. And then the, the father traditionally would evaluate did he carve this well enough is he a good woodworker can he can he oh. provide for my daughter so all of that was based on spoon spoon carving which is interesting and then once you got married you would typically expand on the carving and then have two spoons and they would be like linked together in this like very intricate woodworking so i also just feel like i loved the phrase love spoon i i like it <laughs> it's it's definitely interesting but yeah, so it represented like the linkage of their marriage. Um, the spoons were, spoons and chain were made from a single piece of wood, emphasizing wood carving craftsmanship. Interesting. So, Very interesting. and I don't know if it was just like assumed, like everyone had to be a wood carver because what about like the other industries? Right. You were great at this, but you weren't great at wood carving. Oh, you don't get a wife. Right. No, I don't know. You're not up to par. Right. Because <laughs> when the, the dad goes to inspect it, and he sees that it's yeah, 
Is that like a no go? Yeah, he's like, you're terrible at wood carving. Like, I don't care that you're amazing at no marriage for you. Yeah, exactly. Get away from my daughter. I don't know. It did also a little bit remind me of like my parents and their engagement belts. Like, oh, I love that. the engagement spoons, yeah. right? Cool. <laughs> awesome. All right, what do you have for okay. us? Okay, so in Mexico, they have this. It's it's like a lasso that they put over. Um, during the ceremony. So basically, it's really, so during the ceremony, as a Mexican couple is exchanging their vows, a lasso made of rosary beads and flowers is draped around their shoulders in a Hmm. figure eight. So this is to kind of represent and symbolize an infinity symbol, signifying just how long the couple is hoping that their marriage will last. Oh, interesting. It's actually really pretty. Like when I was doing the research, they were showing like um, pictures of it and it's still done to this day and I feel like maybe like Hawaiian cultures do so I feel like I've seen some kind of the floral right. drapery yeah around, um and I'm probably butchering this so please let us know if I'm <laughs> but yeah. no but you're right that's actually what I was thinking of like the decorative things that people are putting around yes. their neck and on their shoulders for things it does remind me of that how interesting yeah you know the rosary beads reminded me of um, a little side note here this is not one of our unbelievable traditions but there is a superstition that if you hang rosary beads in the trees outside your house you'll have good weather for your wedding yeah and um so my childhood neighbor she got married right before the pandemic and her mom hung rosary beads all over the trees next door and she had great weather that's amazing and then um we talked about my wedding weather um in my wedding recap episode but she hung every beads she could and my mom told her sisters to do the same like anyone that had rosary beads it was like go outside and I think it helped that's uh, listen, yeah it, take it right <laughs> anything that'll help with the weather that's awesome yeah exactly okay my second one is I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce this but this is um, a group of people within Chinese culture the Tujia people T-U-J-A-I-A so uh, their tradition is the Tuja crying tears. So starting one month in advance, the bride cries for over one hour a day and it's expression of joy and it's getting all of her tears out and emotions out heading into the wedding and 10 days into her crying, her mother joins and then her grandmother joins and then all of the female, uh, all of the women in the family cry alongside her and become the group of women just sobbing right. before the wedding. And my question was, is it actual tears? Is it just symbolic? Is there water involved? Like what exactly does that look like? But I thought that was interesting. I think it's really interesting. I just know myself and I, I think if I cry maybe five times, maybe two, three times a year, like that's a lot for me. Oh my God. You're putting me to shame. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not so, like, I just like, I can't imagine crying that much about yeah it's a lot that's a lot and an hour a that's day like you have, you have wedding planning to do there's a lot going on <laughs> the week leading up to your wedding it's true it's funny I saw um one of the Bravo stars got married this fall and someone asked her in like a and a on Instagram and they said did you did you um get upset or like have a bridezilla moment on your wedding day and she goes no I like definitely cried over spilled milk leading up to the wedding but right. the day I was fine and I was like yeah yeah that was same with myself it's probably the stress and yeah. everything and I though. like that premise right like get all the stress out yeah. like you know get all your emotions you know everything but like right. I just can't cry on cue yeah I know that would be hard to do yeah but it's also it's interesting that it's looked at as an expression of joy and it's not just sad right. and then 
honestly, they said, this is interesting. They, when they layer all of the other women on crying, it is reminiscent of a song. It's like they cry in different tones. So I think it's kind of this performative aspect as well. Interesting. The Tuja crying tears. There you go. Ah. I know. Very cool. <laughs> okay. So my last one comes from Greece. So I thought this one was interesting. Um, so it takes the terms groomsman literally. So on the wedding day, a groom's best man, or they, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Kumparos? It's a Greek. Like compadre. Kind of. Kumpa like yeah. I would imagine yeah. it's like the Greek version of that. Right. Becomes his barber and pulls out a <laughs> razor and shaves his face. Wow. Um yeah, but the groom's day also has like a sweet side. So basically it's like they're like grooming him actually. Oh. Like it's taking groomsmen literally. Interesting. Yes. Um after he's been freshly shaved and then his mother-in-law will come in and feed him honey and almonds, which is another weird thing. Oh. Not weird. I mean, I like both of those things. Right. <laughs> I'll take the honey and Yeah. Right. But after I guess specifically after right not before would you have trusted someone else with a razor no. close to joel's face oh, right no. before your wedding <laughs> no would you no but you know what's funny this is a side note but so like obviously i had like my dress for rehearsal dinner and like my hair was going to be down because i was going to have it up the next day and tony was very funny so firefighters can't grow beards because your mask doesn't seal to your face so poor kid never gets to like have anything different going on like other men get to do like, right. beards for COVID. Like when everyone was in quarantine, everyone grew a crazy beard. Joel looked like a caveman. <laughs> so he, he, we had a couple of days off obviously before the wedding. So he like had his beard for the rehearsal dinner and he was like, I'm going to shave it for tomorrow. So it was cute that he was like, I'm going to have my two looks. And I was like, great. Good do for it. Him. But none of the groomsmen shaved his face. At least I don't think so. Right. They're going to be like, well, no, if it was they did, me. you wouldn't have been able to tell. It great job totally team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good job. I like that, that that's actually putting groomsmen. Right. Right. All right. So I'm ending with my people, the Italians. So this is called La Serenata. And my dad's going to message me if I pronounce that incorrectly. Um, but so this is the night before the wedding. And the groom serenades the bride from outside her window. It's a total surprise to the bride, but family and friends know in advance. So people can gather and it's a big performance surprising the bride. Um, and if she accepts the sweet melody from her groom, she lowers down a basket of bread, cheese, and prosciutto oh. to mark her acceptance. I know. And the real reason that I latched onto this is because I was like, you know what? Like, we dated for a long time before we got married. If Tony knew that there was a basket of prosciutto, <laughs> he would have probably married me a lot earlier. <laughs> that reminds me a little bit of like, there was a show that I was watching where um, this guy is trying to like win over this girl and he like he's younger than this woman and so he like goes outside her window with like a boom box of music and, he, and she comes down and she's like what are you doing he's like this is what your generation likes oh, and right. I just think that what is it from it's from you which is oh not, yeah oh creepy yeah. you and your creepy oh, yeah. shows it, it didn't sound creepy at the time no 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 it's fine but creepy show though or so I've heard I've never it's watched it totally creepy I mean because yeah we'll <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So what's going on with Mary? Okay. So I wanted to take the end of this episode to talk about bridal blues. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like we touched on this at the end of last season going, oh, I wonder if I'll have them when we pick up recording again um, and things like that. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I have, a, I have a lot of thoughts about this and I think there were silver linings of this crazy year um, that got me out of some. Um, but I wanted to hear, um, first off, did you feel like you had them? I am the type of person where I am running a thousand miles per minute all the time. So as soon as we went on a, a honeymoon, like a two week honeymoon. And as soon as we came back, I just decided we needed to move. So I gave myself another project essentially, right. which happened very quickly and really kind of level set this void of feeling like, Oh my, I mean, it's yeah, over. There's, there's parts of like, you know, I feel like I, I want to go back in that moment and live in that moment. Mm -hmm. But I think similar to what you said, like, I don't feel like it was too quick to, you know, like I enjoyed every single moment of it, which I think is, is crucial to avoiding those bright, like those blues. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and keeping yourself busy. I, at least for me, that worked really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You, I forgot that you did pick, pick that up fast. Um, and you were diving into moving and all that when we like had a recap once you got back from your yes. honeymoon and everything. Yeah. So that's good. Like having the distraction. Um, and you said something else that reminded me of um, one of my bridesmaids said that her cousin, when she was planning a wedding said, this was the best thing I ever did that I would never want to do again. Right. Planning your own wedding. And yeah. I, I would have to agree kind of, there yeah. are elements, but if you like are content with everything and like love yes. it, then like, you don't feel the need to ever have to do it again. Would yeah. I love to go back into certain moments? Absolutely. Right. Right. But uh, yeah. That's yeah. My take. Yeah, exactly. And in, in terms of this year, like literally right after my wedding, everyone started talking about Delta and yes. I was like, what's going on? Like it just felt like this crazy three week period where mask mandates were lifting. Yes. And if you were vaccinated, it felt like a hundred percent you were safe. And then like, the end of the summer started to get a little hairy and back to school. And so yeah. I was in this pocket of, oh my gosh, we pulled this off. How the heck did that happen? So that really helped me. Um, also just like other life things, like my brother and sister-in-law had another baby, right. right? Like they wouldn't have been able to come. What if she had delivered early? Like just would have been madness. So like, you know, there were other big family life stage and moments going on. Right. So, you know, um, Exactly what you said. If you feel solace in that everything was perfect, or even if there were moments that were not perfect, like it happened, that was that day, like to figure out how to put a bit of closure on that moment in your life that, that you're probably not going to necessarily go back and do over, um, was really important. I always say like, look, we all got out healthy right. from the wedding and my right. wedding was inside. I didn't have a stomach ache and I'm the queen of stomach aches. Yeah. Hot girls have stomach issues. Yes. Hot anxious girls have stomach <laughs> issues. <laughs> the weather worked out. Yeah. The relatives were able to be there. Like my nephew wasn't born yet. You know, like just there were crazy things that could have gone wrong and they didn't. And it just, it just, I kept going, we pulled it off. We did it. Yeah. We actually pulled it off. And so I think if we ever tried to do it again, like something would go wrong, you know? And it's, it's what we talked about with, um, in the first episode of this season of, dealing with the unexpected like we dealt with enough of that i'm glad that there wasn't right. any more right right so yeah i think i think um trying to figure out what can 
what can make you not in this state? And I think sometimes I will like, I'll, I'll lay in bed at night and go, Oh, I should have done X differently. But like, you know what? It's, it was perfect the way it was. And it would have changed something right. if I could go back. Um, but I was also thinking when we were at a guesting at a wedding last weekend that in every wedding you go to since, I'm curious how you feel about this. I do feel like it brings back just a little bit of the magic of your own wedding every time you visit other people's yeah. or attend other people's. It's obviously no wedding is going to be like your own, but you might hear your first dance song or, you know, the first wedding we went to after we got married, I, and I haven't cried in years during ceremonies, I was a mess. And my friends were like, I think this is because of the first, this is the first right, one after right. you. Yeah. So I don't know if you felt like that at all. Yeah, but. no. I think, I think it's, there's a few things that happen, like, when you go to a wedding after your wedding. One, there's, like, a sense of, I can actually enjoy this, because when I was in planning mode, and, I mean, we, again, we talked about, we both had long um, engagements, I was constantly making notes in my head. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to do this. Oh, my gosh, we did that. Like, that's such a good idea. Let me make notes of that. It was like I was working at the right. wedding of just, like, making a, a running list, and I, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed all those weddings, but right. at the same time, my mind, again, because I, you know, run a mile a minute here, right. like, that's how it, it was for me. So mm -hmm. to go to another a wedding afterwards, it was a sense of peace, you know, right. like, just I have fun. to just enjoy every single moment of what this, like, this couple put together for mm -hmm. their guests and celebrate them. And yeah, there are times, like you said, that bring back just like this magic from your wedding and, you know, make you appreciate it more. Right. Yeah. And to what you said of having the distraction of, okay, I'm going to find a different place for us to live. We're going to look at different apartments. Like having that distraction, if that's right for you, I think is great. And having things to look forward to. I am so the type that like, I can put things off for years, long engagement, like you said, right. um, because I enjoy having something to look forward to. And so when I came back from my mini honeymoon, we went to Nantucket the week after our wedding, um, I scheduled a dinner with some of my college girlfriends and they kept calling it a post bachelorette. And we of course were missing like you and my sister and, and a couple other friends, but it felt like, okay, let's recap everything. Right. I'm back, you know, like let's, let's look at like the video teaser that we got from yeah. the videographer. Like it was, it was fun. And it felt like it wasn't just like, Oh, I'm home and back working and I'm right. on the couch, you know? And those recaps too. I remember having a recap with you, like those recaps are so amazing because you get your friend's perspective on everything too. So you're almost reliving your wedding through your friend's eyes Yeah. and you hear things that like maybe you didn't notice or, or things right. like that. So it makes it, it still adds a little bit to that. It's true. Well. And you know what? That reminds me, one of the best things um, that happened in recaps was um, our friend Steph and Tom, they made a note in their phone of moments from our wedding. And I had meticulously done that on the honeymoon, but right. they did it themselves. And then we went out to dinner Amazing. and she read them to me. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that. I didn't even realize that happened. I didn't see that part. And so That's if, amazing. yeah, if you have a close friend getting married, like do that for them. Yeah. It's really, really special to hear. That. Right. Yeah. So urge your, urge your people to do that. And actually the wedding we attended this weekend, the bride um, texted a bunch of people saying, we want to hear memories, like tell us everything, you know, you're just like desperate for all those little moments. Right. So, but you know, keep it positive. Sometimes people say things yes. um, that like can bother you. And so I, and, and maybe I said things to people before I had been through my own wedding, but it's like, keeping that in check and also keeping yourself in check. If you're going to see people after your wedding going, 
I might be in a little bit of a sensitive state with my own wedding. I'm going to let it go in one ear and out the other. So kind of figuring out what's like best for your head and the space you're in. If you have a little bit of bridal blues, which I think is pretty normal. I think so too. Right. Well, that is episode five, Unbelievable Wedding Traditions, volume two. We hope you enjoyed and learned a bit of something about different cultures and different traditions around weddings. And if there is something that you've heard that is just wild and interesting that you want to share with us, definitely DM us and we might have to do a volume three at some point of this. But thanks so much for listening. Thanks for getting married with us. Have a good one. Bye.